It's the Hoffman Show. Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Tomorrow uh, on the show, be here till 6.30. Maryland uh, hoops tomorrow night. Got Wizards basketball tonight, so we're here till 6.45. Uh, with that being the case, we will talk to Dave Johnson coming up in about 10 minutes. Right now, though, Anthony, I'd like to ask... Uh, like I kind of like to ask a rhetorical question. Um, I don't know. There's two different two different avenues I kind of want to explore with this, both uh, involving the Commanders head coach. One is what's Ron Rivera's legacy in D.C., which is something that we'll probably talk about more when the end comes on Black Monday um, in a couple of weeks. So we'll we'll in a way pocket that then. But the reason I, I throw that idea out there is there was a lot of people over the last 24, 48 hours that said that Ron would make, I guess at this point, 72 hours. Because, Anthony, did you know it's Wednesday? Yes, I, I, I think I kind of noticed that. I, I just keep forgetting. It's Tuesday. I was Wednesday for a whole segment for Never Read the Comments, and I'm right back mentally to Tuesday. Oh, which is going to be wait. sweet when tomorrow's Thursday. And maybe it'll actually even feel like it. That'd be cool. Possibly. Um, but point is... Uh, there's folks who are like, Rivera won't go to Howell because then what does he have left? He, he, he cares about his legacy here. What legacy does Ron Rivera have to protect here? And I don't say this to be like mean to Ron. Ron didn't do a bad job on purpose. He just did a bad job. So we're going to be adults about that and just be like, hey, my job is to talk about what happened. I'm a commentator. I'm an opinion person. I'm an opinion journalist. Uh, to the extent that I'm a journalist, I'm a talk show host, so I'm going to give my opinion. And my opinion is, it is very silly for anyone to talk about the words legacy and Ron Rivera in the same sentence. Because literally, Anthony, what has he done here? Nothing, really. Yeah, I don't even think, he had one too many words. He's nothing. done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. Like, I, culture change. I will say this. I think the Washington Commanders organization, the franchise, is a better place to work as a human being now than it was when he got here. He has something to do with that. Um, and that was true even before the sale. I think Jason Wright has much more to do with that. Um, but I do think that like from a, hey, these are maybe not high-level professionals at their jobs, but these are actual professionals who take the job seriously. There's a lot more of those people in the building, and certainly as the head coach, um, you know, Jay Gruden was known to be uh, out and about in Loudoun County, for instance, and I think Ron Rivera understands, like, I'm the head coach of an NFL football team, and there's a certain way that I should conduct myself, and he takes that professionalism seriously. Um, now, I will say... There are a lot, a lot of Jay Gruden type of coaches in the NFL. Um, I would say it is not an abnormal to have coaches who you hear rumors about them doing all kinds of stupid things and untoward and unprofessional and uh, unbecoming types of things. Unfortunately, that is a reality of, of uh, men with money in America and men with money around the world, frankly. Um, and that is a thing that happens, um, especially money and power. But that's a different discussion for a different time. Um, the point is like Ron as someone that like I trust is genuinely a, a good human being for whatever that is worth, uh, on that front, he's not going to, you're not going to catch him out partying and, and whatever. I think he works really hard. I don't think he's very good at the work. 
Um, but I also think, you know, that there are people who have done things on his staff, like professionally, like for instance, you know, agree or disagree with the, the point Del Rio was making. I vehemently disagree with the ridiculous January 6th stuff that he was talking about. Um, but like, that's a fireable offense. You can't do that. And he stuck by him and he stuck by him when he wasn't that good at the job. And like the loyalty about that. And the loyalty to Scott Turner, the loyalty to many people who are bad at their jobs, to me, isn't very professional. Like, professionalism involves sometimes making tough decisions. It sometimes is looking at someone that you may like personally and being like, hey, not good consequences. (laughs) Chop, chop. We're out of here. And I don't think that Rivera does that stuff. Um, So I I think you've got that element to deal with and then there is the thing that most people care about anyway which is the football and I tried to say this earlier in the season and people laughed in my face and I'm, I'm just saying this now to make that small point I'm not going to make it about me but how many people now are saying the exact thing that I said earlier this season Anthony which is I think this football team is worse than when he inherited it People laughed at me. They're mm-hmm. like, there's no way the 2019 team was so bad. Ron Rivera inherited, like, Jay Gruden left the cupboard bare. How many how many days in a row have you seen the meme come across your Instagram or Twitter feed about the 2020 O-line or the 2019 offensive line? I've seen that often. It's like every freaking day. Mm-hmm. It's like, we took it for granted. Ugh. Chase Rouye, and like some of it is stupid if we're being totally honest, because like Chase Rouye got hurt. They didn't want Chase Rouye to leave. Now they, and also like Brandon Sheriff was a, a cap casualty situation that was not worth it to resign, probably. Um, so I don't, I don't even mind that move. The Trent Williams thing was ridiculous, especially to trade him for a third round pick. Um, I'm trying to remember who that. Oh, then they had Eric Flowers. Uh, and I will note to people that while they did not pay Eric Flowers, nobody else has paid Eric Flowers either. So, like, I do think the offensive line relative to, like, oh, they could have the same one today if Ron had just had some foresight, is the way that gets framed is stupid. But there's no doubt that, like, he that he didn't replace any of those guys, and that is a legitimate point. Um, obviously, Chase didn't work out. They've traded Montez. Um, the linebacker level... You know, they had a young Cole Holcomb. Now they have Barton, who's turning into a decent player. But, like, they got Jamin Davis, and, you know, Jamin's better now than when they took him in 2020. But, like, yeah, that's their first first first-round pick and hasn't exactly been what you'd want out of a first-round pick. Um, Their secondary, I think, is pretty much the same. And then offensive skill-wise, like, they inherited Terry. And I think they're a little bit better at the other skill positions, but... Schematically, they're they've been a nightmare for all four years. Turner and then this year Bienemy matching what he wants to do to Sam Howell. So it's just now that now that Sam hasn't worked out the way people thought he was working out earlier this season, people have come around to what I've been saying all along, which is like all he did was strip it down. So when people talk about legacy and protecting the legacy. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. It is a Wizards game day for the second straight night. 
uh, Wizards off tomorrow, then we'll have uh, another game for you on Friday. Uh, it is a stacked week. Get them in. Home games. Yes, indeed. Home games at Capital One Arena. But every Wizards game day, you know what we do. We talk to the voice of the team, uh, calling the games here on your radio. It's time to talk to Dave Johnson. Time to get the radio party started. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there! It's there! Big, big shot! On the Hoffman Show. Dave joins us in the broadcast booth at Capital One Arena for the second straight day, 24 hours later. Dave, how are you? You know, and I was just listening to the Hoffman Show earlier where you were talking about how money and power can be a bad combination with males around the world. And that's always why I've strived for mediocrity. It's kept me out of trouble. It's kept me out of, out of trouble. And that, that's good advice to all your listeners on the Hoffman Show that you think you want money, you think you want power, doesn't bring you happiness. I'll be working until I'm 90. I'm in debt up to my ears, but I am so happy. I am so happy. And out of trouble. And out of trouble. Dave, and out of trouble. I think you might have missed the point of the parable. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I. that's what happens when you come in at the end of a conversation, mm. which is the story of my life sometimes. Mm. Well, we appreciate you listening, even if, you know, you may have missed the small part of the conversation <laughs> right, right. and the entire point. Uh, no, <laughs> that's, God, that's funny. Um, all right, so Dave's with us to talk about, uh, of course, the Wizards, who face the Raptors tonight, a team that has lost three straight games but has not played uh, until December, or hasn't played since December 23rd. Of course, the Wizards played last night, a game where they... They played the Magic neck and neck for three quarters, had a, a kind of a hiccup at the start of the fourth, Dave, and then battled back, made things close at the end. What happened, though, uh, in your mind in the beginning of the fourth quarter that let the game get away, and then how did they flip it before they ran out of time at the end? Well, you know, the, the, the big problem, again, you know, defense in terms of defending the, the paint, it became a problem, and that's no slight against Daniel Gafford. That's a team thing, and Daniel Gafford had another wonderful night last night, 13 points, 13 rebounds and three block shots. But what changed in general in the second half, at halftime, both Paolo Banquero and Franz Wagner, uh, you know, they each had eight points. In the second half, Orlando just said, we're, we're going to go to the paint, go to the paint, which is their strong point anyway. Uh, and the Wizards got too far behind. But really, the number you look at is, you know, I'm, I'm splitting hairs when I talk about this was a close game last night. The Wizards could have won this game. Too many live ball turnovers that led to easy buckets. See, the uh, Wizards gave up 31 points off turnovers. So, uh, you know, that's game over. Uh, the, the Magic, they did force the Magic into some turnovers. They out-rebounded the Magic last night. So uh, they did some some good things. But, you know, that that's part of our story. We'll, we'll end up with an incomplete grade in some games. And when you look at that, that turnover category, that, that clearly um, was the problem. I mean, again, think about it. 31 points they allowed on turnovers last night. Not good. Um, they also, one thing that I noticed when I was watching this game uh, is the amount of points they gave up, not just not just in the paint generally, but specifically on drive and kind of cut. It wasn't necessarily like drive and kick, which is the big thing now right. in the NBA where it's drive, kick out for threes. The Magic did a really good job of cutting. I'd imagine this is something that Glenn was losing his mind over on the broadcast. It's the kind of thing that, that particularly gets under his skin. How, how do you, you know, as you're talking with him through it last night, like what's, what's the fix there and, and 
what did Wes Unsell Jr. say well, about that after the game? You know, I, I think the, the the fix there is that that uh, again you, you go over all these things on the scouting report and and but then you try to execute them in real time and then you have to give credit uh, to the other team. So uh, it, it, it's a case where Bancaro and and Vagro, as I mentioned specifically, um, were showing last night who they are and what they've developed into and. You know they, and by the way, Anthony Black, another rookie of theirs, uh, or another young player who's a rookie. I think they hit on him as well. So as we we talked a lot about in the broadcast last night, the magic uh, uh, blueprint, if you will, for what the Wizards hope to become, and that is make the right moves, hit on some draft picks, uh, and and that's what the Magic have done. And it wasn't easy, and it was painful for the Magic, but we saw it last night. You know that's a game last night. Uh, that the Wizards were were doing all the, the things capable of winning, but really good teams in the end will prevail. And the Magic, I think, just reminded us last night that we have to consider them a really good team. No doubt. Uh, now, now, when you're talking about the fix, I mean, it's, yeah. we talked about it before the game. Uh, you know, it's gonna you're going to have to – you had to show – got to be buzzing around certain bodies like Bancaro and like uh, uh, Wagner specifically – uh, it's 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 not that they didn't do it. It's just that obviously <laughs> didn't do it enough, uh, and the Magic won the game. Uh, it was funny in the post game presser. I think it was Christy Winter Scott asked Wes specifically about that too. With like, you know, hey, some some problems helping the helper, and you could just see Wes because Christy's so smart and so on top right. of it, which is why she has her gig. And obviously, she was a coach for a long time, player, etc. And you could see Wes just being like, "Christy, why are you doing this to me? Right. Please don't ask me this right, right now." Well, ah. and and you know, again, as I said, not to evade the answer, but yeah. but it's not that they don't know, but but and this is it's what the people speed. It, it's the speed of the game, and what and and again. It, there's no prediction. Uh, this happens every night. Uh, they're, they're, the Wizards will, and most teams do this, they literally will script their first play. Uh, and So I, I already know who I think the Wizards hope will score the first two points. But after that, it, it's, you know, it's freelance. They have systems and, and, and what they do, uh, but, but then it's also you've got to read what the defense is, is doing. So what makes it difficult is – is just the speed of the NBA game in which you have to make these decisions. And, you know, if it's it's on a string, the defense. Uh, it does start with with mono a mono and, and man-to-man. This is still a man-to-man game. And that's as much as we talk about uh, schemes and, and actions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it still comes down to, and that's why, by the way, having a DeLon Wright back last night, who will not play tonight because it's second of back-to-back. He missed 20 right. games of knee injury. But having him back will help this team uh, because he, along with Landry Shamit, you could argue the best perimeter defenders, and that's where, where defense starts. So it's little nuances like that where, again, DeLon Wright uh, you know, is not one of the faces, if you will, of the franchise, but believe me, you notice him when he's gone. For sure. Uh, you can't you can't drive and dish if there's no drive in the first place. So uh, having DeLon back will help. As you mentioned, he is out tonight, uh, though, not wanting to do too much too soon with that knee. Um, Johnny Davis also available, although he was a DNP last night. What is the latest, uh, real quick, Dave, before we let you go, on Kyle Kuzma? I know he was questionable. As far as I know, he's he's uh, going to go. Uh, but that's, again, that's as, as far as I know. And so, uh, you know, again, uh, he suffered uh, against Golden State that knee injury, 
uh, and he didn't finish the game against Golden State. And, uh, you know, he didn't look quite like himself last night. Uh, but, uh, again, right now still listed as questionable. All but right. We'll, we'll see. I mean, questionable means you, you can play, but also <laughs> I can't you might, believe. You might not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Scratch that. Can somebody erase that? I don't. You don't need somebody to define questionable for you or your listeners on on the uh, on the radio. I apologize. I just. I think I just had a stroke live on the air. I didn't realize what I was doing. But because I, I full confidence that you understand what questionable is. Dave, we okay. have a wide audience. There we go. <laughs> we don't know who else is who has already taken your advice on mediocrity. Perhaps yes, we right. need. We need explanations for so many things on this well, planet. Well, this is my phrase to everyone out there. Strive for mediocrity and always – mediocrity, I can't even say it. And, and always question questionability. Uh, again, <laughs> Anthony, put it on the board. Yep, two two days in a row. Yep, uh, right. The always quotable, the always quotatious uh, yep. Dave Johnson with <laughs> us here on the Hoffman Show. Radio Party gets started in just over 15 minutes uh, there at Capital One Arena. Dave, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again on Friday. I, I was glad to have my uh, career end live on your show, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk to you on Friday. Okay, maybe. Um, yep. I Honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to the Glenn Solo adventure. That could be fun. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Never mind. Uh, Dave, have a great call. All right, thanks. This is it. Bye. That is Dave Johnson with us here on the Hoffman Show. Show perhaps for the final time. He's like, "Why am I doing this? I need to. I need. I that that man is is a legend, Anthony. What have we done to him? Oh, Anthony. Oh, I look crazy. You you do, but it's more of just you could have just sold it to the radio audience that you were paying attention and ready to speak. Oh no, to, I was pay, I was paying attention. It was were. more so the headphone situation. The headphone, the the do rag, the hat. I was yeah, you had a little, lot going on over there. Yeah. Um what was my thought? I don't know. Uh here's what we're going to do. Uh, Dave, the point is Dave Johnson's a legend and we may have ruined him. That's the point. Um yet that is not the finable offense that we need to consider. Does Anthony need to be fined? Uh we will discuss that Next, and then time for real things before we hand it off to Dave and Glenn here on the Hoffman Show. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we got to go around the NFL. We got to talk about this Russell Wilson thing. Crazy. Speaking of total organizational failures. Um, slash, honestly, like what's, what the situation is in Denver is a little bit of a... Um, uh, an alternate universe of what's happening here in Washington. And trust me, you'd rather be Washington than you would Denver. We'll explain that tomorrow on the show. Anthony, let's put in around the NFL in the rundown for sure. Might need to go around the NBA too um, because have you seen what's happening to the Pistons? Motown misery. Yeah, they're 2-27. and 27. They've lost 20. That's the crazy thing, right? They're 2-27. and 27. They've lost 27 straight. So that means they started 2-0 and 0 on the season. That's insane, man. I, I think I have that correct. I um, thought they were two and one. I think they went one. They won the first game. So they're lost two and twenty-eight game. now. Yeah. Either way, they're one game shy of the longest losing streak in NBA history. So uh, pretty terrible. Uh, but they're so bad that poor Tim Bontemps has to go watch them play basketball. They look up on ESPN right now. Old Timmy B uh, is live in Orlando, Florida, uh, with the Magic coming off their win. Last night uh, here in D.C., back playing the Pistons tonight, uh, looking for two in a row as the Pistons look to avoid 28 in a row. Um, so I said before the break, there is a finable offense that needs to be considered. Um, 
Shout out to Brian Powell, uh, who first tweeted us and said, hey, did the fine system disappear? And then realized I don't check Twitter that much and got in the YouTube chat and was like, hey, uh, when Anthony didn't have the open ready for never read the comments, is that a finable <laughs> offense? And oh, Anthony, man. What's the, you said his name was Brian Powell? Yeah. Okay. Got my eyes on you, Brian Powell. I mean, it's all public. It's it's not like I I, I let out a secret. It's a public YouTube chat, and yeah. my it, my it, it's a public Twitter account. Uh to be honest, I thought about it. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna mention it. Well, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna make you. You know, you don't get like extra fining for not. Yeah. Like you get to plead the fifth. It's not like you had to be like, hey, that's a fine on me. <laughs> But as the arbiter of the fines, um, I do believe that is a standard 10-yard penalty. Yeah. Automatic. First down. So I do believe that is a finable offense. Brian, thank you for uh, for being our, our extra set of eyes here. I, I was slacking. Uh, so that, Anthony, man, the next lunch, which we still owe ourselves one, uh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Um, we should we should discuss that a potential lunch plan for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one's sixty forty on me. The next one right now is trending very badly for you. I know. I'm, we I'm, are halfway on the fine board to where we need to go uh, or to to the hundred points. And Anthony is. I'm gonna give myself the full screen here for a second, just so people can, on YouTube can see the fine board. Forty five. Yeah, that is. That 45 for me? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 times 5 is 45. I've got 15 fine points. So that's 60% that of is the way. 60%. Good gracious, Anthony. And you are not doing well, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't have any words for it, to be honest. That's been the first time somebody's been fine in a very long time. That is true. We have we have been been doing well, which honestly is a good thing for the show. We would like Brian for the fine system to go away because we don't commit any penalties. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're human and uh such is life. Anthony Anthony revived it and uh that is that. The business is done, the case is closed. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, make sure you check it out on the podcast or on demand on YouTube. Uh, videos will go up uh, over tonight and tomorrow morning at Craig Hoffman at the team 980. Uh, and tomorrow on the show, we will also do our NFL tiers. Anything else we got lined up uh, specifically, Anthony, that, that we want to tease ahead for tomorrow? Linnell uh, question mark. Oh, yeah. I think I do think Linnell uh, overreaction Tuesday is going to become overreaction Thursday. So I do think that is... Uh, that is on slate. We, he and I had talked about that earlier in the week. He he didn't chat with Rooster today. Do you think he'll have some fiery? Well, t- he was even with Doc. So yeah. I mean, it's not like they're uh, chill. <laughs> You're right. Um. So there's there's that. All right. With that uh, housekeeping uh, done and dusted, it is time for real things real people said into real microphones. Real things. We're not gonna be f- so this year. Real people. Five and eleven. Not very good. Said into real microphones. You know the culture is actually damn good. All right, Anthony. This is not a fine on me because audition froze. So do you have 
the real things up. If not, it is unfreezing as we speak. So I might be able to actually pull up some sound here. But do you have the real things clips in front of you? Uh, I have two of them. Okay. What? Uh. Well, let's start off with the one. Do you have the one from yesterday with Winnie and Coos? Uh, yeah, let me get that one. Okay, so I will set it up while you do. This is, again, not findable to anybody. This is a technology failure beyond our control. Uh, Kyle Kuzma uh, is dating model Winnie Harlow. Uh, GQ does something called a couples quiz. Yes, a couples quiz. They put it on YouTube. It's very good. Uh, some of them are very, very funny. And uh, Kyle and Winnie took the GQ couples quiz. How do you know when I'm mad at you? You start talking Jamaican. <laughs> Tatsua. I hear blood clot. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. I want a bump. <laughs> What's my favorite tattoo? On you? Yeah. Damn. It might be hard. He's got a lot. I'll give you that point. Yeah. We got matching tattoos a long time ago, but she wanted to do it in this spot, and it faded. Yeah. So now we have to redo it in a different spot. That you're going to pick this time. It's king and queen of hearts. Yeah. But his had a double meaning. Did they explain what the double meaning is? Uh, they didn't. I think the yeah. interview was cut short. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now I'm in, I'm intrigued. All right, what else we got in Real Things today, Anthony? Uh, also, we have Tyrese Halliburton. Yesterday before the Pacers game, there was a WWE wrestler present in the, the tunnel. Oh. Yeah, and he was super excited to meet him and his queen. Booker T, go away. What's up, baby? Go away. And the queen. Oh, my gosh. I'm a big WWE fan. That's crazy. Booker T. Y'all here? Oh. Word. We got to get a picture of the game. Please, we got to get a picture of the game. That's fine. I thoroughly enjoy Tyrese Halliburton, and I'm also thoroughly unsurprised that he is a WWE fan. Are you not? He just seemed, no, I'm not. Really? Uh, I was when I was a kid. Okay. Like, I'm not trying to be too cool for it, whatever. Yeah. Like, as an adult, I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> um, but I also, like, I also get it. Like, it's not for me, but if you just want, like, some funny kind of scripted drama, like, if, if you're taking it super seriously, as opposed to being like, this is entertainment, then, like, <sighs> but... Like, as entertainment, it's brilliant entertainment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the reason, like, let's be real. It's the reason Pat McAfee is as big as he is. It's not not specific that he's involved in WWE, but, like, he understands the entertainment. Yeah. And I, you can say a million things about WWE, but they, they get entertainment. Um, and so Tyrese Halliburton seems like a bit of a dork in a way that I thoroughly enjoy and that would make us great friends because I also am a bit of a dork. And I think that... And I'm not surprised at all that he's a huge WWE fan. But, like, genuinely, in a way that he just showed that kind of enthusiasm. I think that's great. WWE is fantastic. If I saw Booker T, I probably would have the same excitement. I'm not going to lie. The the old, the legends, I love the legends. The new guys, some of them are cool. I don't. I follow the storyline. How, how often do you watch WWE? So my best friend DJ, he's the biggest WWE fan I know. Like, to this day, he watches every uh, main event. He's been at uh, WrestleMania. He wants to take me to WrestleMania. I think next year in April, I think I'll be. I feel like Russell goes, doesn't he? Isn't I like think a so. thing? We yeah. should see if you can go with Russell. Yeah. What, a, what a story. You'll come back with some stories, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I love me some WWE as well. All right, what else? What's the final one we got today? Uh, last one is 
Kristaps Porzingis, uh, he was speaking highly of his teammate Derek uh, Derek White. Okay. And um, you know, he gave him his flowers. Okay. I didn't realize how good D White was. Uh, you know, he's kind of like under the radar a little bit. Uh, but man, he's special. Like the way he plays, like how I don't know, 90 plus percent of the time he makes the right play all the time. You know, and that's that's the perfect teammate you want. You know. And on top of that, he's shooting great percentages and, and being super efficient. I mean, yeah, he's, he's special, man. And, and uh, I'm happy that I have both of those guys on my team, Drew and, and D-White. I didn't realize how good D-White I think that was from uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. Uh, yeah. The Old Man in Three. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I listened to that interview. It was good. Um, KP also was very complimentary of Simon Washington. He's like, yep. Um, it was funny because JJ kept kind of killing Wizards, and I was like, Come on, JJ. Yeah, that's not nice. That's not nice. He'll kick us while we're down. Um, but he, uh, KP was like, no, no, no. Like, Washington was great. Like, I mean, even to, like, Tommy Shepard, he was like, I'm appreciated for Tommy Shepard bringing me in. Like, I had a great time there. It's a great city. Like, I loved the city. Like, I think in different circumstances, KP would have loved to stay here. Unfortunately, uh, the circumstances were that the Wizards were ready to embark on a rebuild and aren't very good at basketball. And he's getting to a point where he really would like to uh, – be on a team that's good at basketball and boy is he in boston all right that's our show for today we'll see you tomorrow on the hoffman show on the team 980 wizards basketball now